0: welcome to the Grassroots Coachcast episode 6. I'm one of your hosts Dave and I'm Ben. How is everybody? Today we're going to be talking about day 3 of level 1 and in our retro review we'll be talking about the legendary Brian Clough. Okay, so Ben, how's it been going this week?
1: Yeah, all right, mate. Not bad. Um, so we had training this week. Um, so I tried out a few few new practices. Um, it went re- went reasonably well. It was focus was on defending and uh overloading the defenders and um seeing how they cope with that. So it was interesting. Um on reflection, I think I made the pitch a bit too big, so it didn't it didn't kind of I think they actually found it a bit too easy, bizarrely. Um but it but it kind of worked and uh I took quite a lot from it. Um so yeah, it, it was mixed, I would say, but you know, it's all learning and um they responded pretty well. Um but it was a bit it was a bit of a weird session because we had we had our official photos done this week. Um <laughs> And we had kind of allocated slots. So there's something like 60 or 70 kids who are going to try and have this free-for-all, get all their pictures done. So mm-hmm. I actually had, I actually finished training early so we could all get our pictures done. Um, so, yeah, we the practice was good. Um, but, yeah, on reflection, I'd do things a little bit differently. But, yeah, it kind of worked, uh, which is good. Um, uh, and I'm going to go probably through it tomorrow with the tutor. Uh, it's the final day for me so um, we've had a bit of homework this week so that'll be one of the things I'll discuss with him Um, Mm -hmm. not too bad actually Um, we are due to have a game tomorrow I'd be amazed if it's on Um, Elijah had a game today and we went we went along there and um, got there thought well obviously it's on because we've not heard otherwise yeah of course pitch was rock hard I mean it was it was ridiculous and no opposition. So all of us have turned up, um, and there's no opposition there at all. And it got to sort of kickoff time. Still no opposition. Sort of thinking, no. yeah, I don't think it's on. It's not on, um, that, is it? No. And then ma- the sort of manager turned up late. Actually, we were like, well, there's no opposition here. So he had to phone his wife, and he's like, I haven't got any emails. And he had this, he had this email saying, oh, the soccer school's off. They obviously do a soccer school at this venue um for other kids, but they just mm-hmm. sent him that email, so there's obviously a generic email they send to every parent who's got a kid registered at that soccer school, I guess, and mm-hmm. that that was their cancellation email, so nothing from the manager to him, no personal text, nothing yeah, yeah. he he'd he got this email after he' left the house, so um in the end, he found up, but he wasn't very happy, he left a bit of a grumpy voicemail. Um, so yeah, we so the kids had a run around for twenty minutes. Uh, Elijah, Elijah got filthy, got back in the car, came home. Uh, froze. That, that was uh
0: It's been know. pretty cold, hasn't it? And uh, like you say, expecting it to freeze overnight, I think.
1: Yeah. So, and of course, because I'm not around tomorrow, I've kind of I've already emailed the opposition manager for tomorrow and said, look, I'm not around. Can you phone Stu, my assistant, if uh, mm-hmm. if it's off? But I've not had anything back so I'm probably going to drop him a line first thing tomorrow before I leave and just say look I, I, is it on I doubt it will be but watch mm, watch yeah so, um, so yeah interesting morning how was uh of training I guess did you today so no so did I mean you just train? was it was it, were you able to train or not so we there, but
0: no so we we trained beforehand uh we trained before the match and then uh went into the match today
1: Yes, uh, you play.
0: yeah, but I was obviously at the at the course, so just that's checking I was checking my phone when I could um, and then just finding out after after it had all finished but i, I can 't remember if I'd said we, we were kind of experimenting with doing a, a bit of an extended warm up for training um, mm-hmm. before the before the matches, but i i I, I suspect it's not gone that well today just because of the weather you know it's, it, it's pretty find, freezing
1: it, was it on grass
0: uh it's a 3g pitch this oh, one okay fair enough. yeah 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 how'd they get on uh we got beat oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we 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 were down to our seven apparently today so uh a few few illnesses in the squad oh, so no we had subs. we basically had no no subs so we were one nil down in the first half and then uh, everyone just ran out of steam. We had no subs, and then letting a few more goals in the in the second half.
1: Yeah, that's tough. Actually, even doing seven aside, it's tough.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean it's a, it's a big pitch, isn't it? You know, it's, yeah. Like you say, even seven aside from one end of the pitch to the other, it's it's a long way. But you know, it's all it's all learning. Like you say, just quick question. I mean, you you mentioned there about the training session that. Um, It was a bit too easy because there was more space. So I I thought physically it was tougher. But is that because they had more time on the ball to control it and stuff?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think um, I thought it's weird. On reflection, um, the attacking team found it easy to start with, and then they kind of I, I introduced a few different things so I put wide zones in sort of part way through to progress it and I said you know the attacking team have got to keep a player in each wide zone um, and they actually found it harder doing that which was interesting the defending team found it easier when they had play when the players are out wide their decision making wasn't as good and they found it a little bit easier and they were pretty good actually at knowing when to sort of press the man when to sort of hold their shape and what was What was great about it was there was loads of communication, Mm -hmm. loads of organising amongst themselves, which I was really pleased with. Um, And funnily enough, the attacking guys, very little communication. Um, So it was quite an interesting exercise, even if it maybe didn't go as I possibly envisaged it going. I kind of took quite a lot from it and I, I sort of really reinforced which players I've got who find it a bit more difficult vocally to communicate, but I was really pleased with the defenders. It was brilliant the way they, you know, there was sort of really, and by by instinct, two of them out of the four, I'd, it was like a 6v4. Um, two of them are very vocal and very good at doing that sort of side of it, which is good. So, um, so yeah, there's a few things to take from it, but um, I think the fact that the pitch was so big, I wanted it a bit more compact and a bit more of a challenge and a bit more almost frantic, if you like, and it was, probably wasn't a bit like that. It was a bit too, yeah, but like I said, a bit too much time on the ball maybe, um, which you may, you probably wouldn't get in a game. So, yeah, that's probably what I take from it. But I'd, I'd definitely do it again and maybe add a few different progressions in there and make it a bit smaller just to try and get the final result that I was hoping for. So. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Well, we'll see. We'll see what Pete, my coach, tutor, thinks tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know what you've done that for. I didn't get it. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh,
0: sure that won't be the feedback. Hopefully not. So, um, anything else from the news this week? I think we had a Champions League week, didn't we? So, uh...
1: Well, yeah, probably just... I mean, I don't want to be... Obviously, we're Liverpool fans. I don't want to be anti-Man United, but honestly, that but... performance... <laughs> It left me so cold. It was it was awful to watch. I mean, I think even the most staunch Man United fan would... I'm sure if you asked them, they would say, yeah, it's not great. I mean, it's one thing playing like that if you, you're you trying to get the best out of the tools you've got. But if you've spent the amount of money they've got and you've got a £90 million player on the bench for whatever reason, whether he's fallen out, clash of egos, I don't know. But honestly, it was just so dull. And I don't... I'm, I just think these days, I don't. I don't even think a nil-nil is a great result away from home. I, I really don't. Cause I think there's. Yeah, you need that away goal, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. And teams are so good now at attacking and nicking goals. I just, I don't really get it. But I mean, you know, they'll probably win one nil or something and go through. So what? What do we know? But yeah, it was very, very, very ordinary to watch.
0: I think with <clears throat> with, I mean, Mourinho has been unreal, hasn't he? In terms of results. Um, yeah, you can't. And win things. That, obviously.
1: No, you can't. You're right.
0: But, but he—he's he, an out of possession type of coach, isn't he? You know, he's—he yep. he doesn't really want to have much possession in his teams, and he, he wants to wait for the other team to have a mistake. And yep. you know, I, I think <clears throat> the players though that United have got, they're all—they're all better with the ball. <laughs> exactly. You know, so you've got that weird uh kind of mishmash so i i don't know um it would be interesting to see if that if that evolves you know but i don't i don't really it it's not lack of money you know that yeah. uh not lack of investment in the squad that they're missing I, I i just don't really see you know there's a there's a strategy there uh, you know a real way of uh way of playing other other than you know hitting the teams on the break and
1: Um, Yeah, waiting for them to make a mistake. I mean, they brought Sanchez in, who, yeah, he didn't have much of an effect on the game, and he didn't really touch the ball that much, and he just looked pretty ordinary, like most of them did. You know, they defended well, and you know, I mean, Gea made a a ridiculous save, but yeah, they did defend well. They didn't create many chances, Sevilla. But
0: one one thing I would say is, I, I think we consistently underestimate Seville yeah, and I, I actually think they're a pretty good side you know they a, a,
1: side and they're quite capable of going, going away and getting a goal yeah so yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. surprised he didn't really try and go for it and get at least one or two because i have got enough good at, you know you've got Lukaku there you've got Sanchez you've got um, Martial Russia they're all available yeah, yeah. it's just kind of it was just so dull but you know, if if they get to final and win it, we are just looking like a pair of muppets. Critically. Yeah,
0: <laughs> won't be the first. Um, no, <laughs> I thought. I one thing I will say, I was I was really impressed with Chelsea. Yeah. Apart absolutely. from that moment of madness.
1: Yeah.
0: Where it's just, I think I texted you at the time. You know, I, I'm. I, I'm frustrated when when. uh when and if you know one of my girls does that sort of move, where it's a dangerous pass right right across goal, well, and okay. uh, you know you do that, and you know <laughs> you've got you've got the forward line that Barcelona have got, it's, you're just asking for trouble, aren't you?
1: I don't honestly don't think they have scored, otherwise. no, because like I said, I, I didn't think it would be as. I wouldn't say it was one-sided, but Chelsea played so well. I didn't expect that. I thought they'd struggle because they haven't been amazing recently. But, um, yeah, they were really... Annoying. I mean, they should have won 3 or 4 nil, really. But they'll probably regret that. I mean, that pass... I can't remember who did it, actually. Was it was it Christiansen? I can't remember, but... I can't remember, to be honest. Yeah, I, was, um, I was watching it from a distance. Um, I think Elijah shouted, oh, they've equalised. And I sort of ran in and... I just saw it from a distance from the kitchen. I was just like, who has played that ball? Yeah, yeah. What's there? It's just the first thing you tell your defenders, isn't it? Just don't do it.
0: Yeah. And they...
1: they It's they, a shame, they, because I think if they hadn't conceded that away goal, they had a right chance, but it's yeah. difficult to see them... Go and back. they
0: deserved the win. Absolutely. They did Williams
1: is amazing, actually. He was so good. It was ridiculous.
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: But we'll see. They're all, all, the good thing is all the tyres are set up, apart from Liverpool's obviously, they're all set up pretty nicely. So I'm looking forward to all the return legs actually. There's some absolute crackers.
0: Got to be honest, so. that's just the way I like it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you don't want to be...
0: We're safely <laughs> through and I can just yeah. enjoy, you know, as a, as a, you know, not quite a neutral, uh, yeah. but, you know, just watching the other games. You've you always had one lean in one way or the other whether it's cuz you want the underdog or uh, yeah. you know but as as neutral as you can be you can just enjoy the football then can't you
1: yeah and hopefully play a few fringe players give them a run out which should be good i don't i don't think maybe not defensively but maybe you know in the attacking positions maybe givings a game and mm-hmm. let Solanke have some minutes and such and such so yeah,
0: yeah
1: all good so yeah it's going to be going to be good See you. Uh, see the quarter-final line. If it's going to be pretty damn tasty.
0: Yeah, yeah. Of course, we have got the the final, of the Carabao Cup tomorrow. So that that should be another. Uh, it should be yeah. a decent game, actually. I, I kind I'm of fancy for
1: that. Sort of that. Yeah, I know what you mean. Actually, after what I mean, should give Wigan a quick mention. That was unbelievable.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't like... see that one coming.
1: No, it's just like the Alamo. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. They had w- one shot and it went in, and <laughs> Man City. flattered them, but they defended so well. They deserved a bit of luck. And yeah, I think there were 20. A mate of mine said they were 25 to one to win or something. It's just crazy. Yeah. But let's see how City reacts after that. If they, you know, try, if, they, if that affects them or not. I think Arsenal have got nothing to lose. I don't think anybody really expects Arsenal to win after no. what happened in midweek with that awful. Performance against that Swedish team. So, we'll yeah, see. yeah. And of course, Man United Chelsea, we can just sit back and enjoy and knowing that <laughs>
0: some bone crunching tackles. Uh. <laughs>
1: yeah. And we've made up some ground today on one or if not both. So, yeah, that's that's it's quite a nice position to be in really after today's win. So,
0: yeah, yeah, cool. Okay. Shall we move on? Yep. Okay, so let's move on to our main section then, which is our day three of level one. Okay, so we'll start with yourself, Ben, as as we always do. <laughs> so how go, you go. How did you go on, on your day three?
1: Yeah, so I think as has been well established, my, we're a week out of sync. So my day three was last week. Um, probably my favourite day, I would say, out of the three. I really enjoyed it. Um, I was put right on the, as soon as I arrived, um, sort of sat down. Oh, so who did a practice this week? Of course, I put my hand up. Right, Ben, out you come. You Stuck take your head out open. the bar a bit then. Yeah, <laughs> take the whole group through what you did I was like oh god so I had a Sabutio board to work with Um he's like right everyone come on gather round so everyone sort of like huddled round this Sabutio board and I just sort of talked him through what I'd done which which was um, it was an attacking drill sorry not drill practice it's oh, the first time I've said that since I've been you on slips,
0: oh, and it's it. all recorded as well <laughs> oh. I hope he
1: never listens to it, <laughs> Pete. If you're listening, I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, it was an attacking practice. I've got to wrap my brain to so remember what it was now. <laughs> I did it ten days ago. Um, so it was um, it was zonal. So I had um, two flanks, um, which only the attacking players could go And what I did, I kind of did the pitch into thirds, um, and I had. I think it was uh, initially a 6v3 outfield players and a goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. and the, the point was that the attacking players had to sort of stick in their zones and def- And I tried to overload the defenders. The, the thinking behind it was in a lot of games this season, we've got into the final third and the final ball's been poor or we've shot when we shouldn't have shot, we've passed when we shouldn't have passed, we've over-dribbled. So just trying to get the kids to think about how to use the ball in certain areas of the pitch. And if there's no attack on, you can go backwards, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, it worked really well. And I just kind of progressed it by adding an extra defender in, so making it a 6v4, then a 5v5, and just gradually making it that little bit harder. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was good. And he, i sort of explained it to him in the group. I had a couple of questions from the group about little things that I'd done. Um, and he kind of just said, great, I can see the purpose of it. Um, he kind of said, well, what's the incentive for the defenders? And I was like, oh, yeah, good point. Because I was just sort of getting them to give the ball back and start again from the attacking side. So, mm-hmm. I said, yeah, OK, I could introduce a goal. Um, you know, they can have a free shot. Or as soon as they get the ball, they can just try and score from long range, get a point. Um,
0: and I a couple of other things. I thought you
1: had some... in in.
0: I might be getting confused between the different ones you've sent me, but I, I, yeah, I thought I you did, did have.
1: No, I did, but I didn't do it in the actual practice.
0: Ah, uh, right. Okay. I was going to say, I thought I saw some goals at the uh, side. That, and, that's
1: why, because he said to me, and I said, well, I was going to do, I said I was going to do goals and I actually didn't. And he said, well, you, should, you know, it would have been a good idea for mm-hmm. as an incentive because I had the goals at the side. Yeah. He said, well, where would the goal be on a football pitch? And I said, well, it would be <laughs> the opposite, the goal I've got there you go then just simple things of course he said you know don't you don't need to overcomplicate it and he just discussed a couple of other things I could have tried to progress it but he said he said it was good so he could see the purpose of it how I developed it and I got a round of applause so um, I felt quite good about it and I was glad in the end I got up there and did it first and kind of got it out of the way so <laughs> so it was good
0: um, cool and, and did anyone else So so you go up first so did other people have to get up and do the same?
1: Yes, yeah, so I one of the lads, Jamie, that I sit with, I've sat with and worked with since I've been doing it. He, um, he went up after me, and then another guy went up, and you could see the third guy went up. You could tell he was really, really nervous, really nervous. Um, he coaches under eights, and he was sort of shaking a bit, and you could tell he was kind of his was his was. I'm not saying mine was amazing because it wasn't, but his his was quite basic, but it was all about. <laughs> his five-a-side team going to 7 a so he was just trying to work on getting them used to playing on a seven-a-side. So there wasn't a lot of progression or stuff in it, but it was still good. And he was his ideas were good as to how to get the kids to use the pitch and all that. And again, he was just kind of suggesting, well, how would you progress it? What about thinking about this? What about thinking about that? And it's all, you know, it's all good stuff and um all quite valuable. So mm-hmm. three of us did that. And then... To he he got us to work in groups on our tables, and he said, "Right, take you can either take your practice you've discussed with me, which obviously we had, and add some progression to it. What would you do to develop it? And to those who hadn't done it, because there's a few there that have don't coach teams, so they wouldn't have taken a session. He said, "Right, come up with a a sort of plan and how you progress it." So mm-hmm. then he got two guys from one table to actually go out on the grass with us and deliver a session. Um, or a practice and develop a little bit, which a couple of the guys did. And we all sort of joined in and they directed us and instructed us what we were doing. And this is all
0: still in the morning?
1: Yeah, yeah, this is all in the okay. morning. Um, and it was good. They were, again, quite simple, but the way they progressed was quite nice. Um, And again, they had the pitch laid out straight away and we used that pitch for all the practice so they didn't have to faff around Moving cones and this, that, and the other, which is what I've learned the last two years. Mm-hmm. I've been yeah, doing the same thing. I've laid my area out and I've not moved it. I might have picked cones up, but I've not been walking around putting cones down and wasting time. So everything I'm doing now is I'm trying to do setups straight away. So, So that was kind of it, really, in terms of people taking practices and stuff. So it was a bit kind of different, I guess. Um, Not everybody had to do it. I think he was more looking when he was sat with everybody on the tables because he goes round Mm -hmm. and spends 10 minutes on each table discussing with people. So that's how he's kind of assessing everybody, I think, and what they're doing. He's not not necessarily getting them to go out on the pitch and do it, which is fine. you can do it in different ways. So he's he's kind of using that, I guess, as his kind of assessment tool. So nobody else actually had to do it. And he, he was actually saying, look, this is the last full day we've got what do you want from me what do you want to do and we all said well most people said well we'd like you to sort of take us through another couple of sessions how you build up a practice yeah so he did that um after lunch and then he said we sort of went back in he said right um he said give me throw some things at me that you want me to go through so somebody said shooting somebody said shielding somebody said um pressing or something i don't know so we came up with four ideas he said right we'll go outside and i'll develop a practice because i'm not going to plan it he goes i'm just going to use my experience based on what you've thrown out at me to um come up with something so yeah we did that it was really clever he just kind of he put two goals up and he set out a pitch um and he we initially started with a shooting exercise and then he introduced right, you can't have a shot. If the ball's played into you, you've got to shield the ball before you either lay it off or have a shot. Then he was saying, right, you can't have a shot so you've had a minimum of two touches, no more than five or something. So you could have mm-hmm. three or four touches. So yeah. little, 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 tiny things like that. And he said, right, here's two wide zones. If you go in the wide zone, um, you can't be tackled. Then you've got to play it into somebody. And all these little things. So he he got all these things we'd suggested in this one practice, just and he linked them all together. And it's yeah. you know, it's not rocket science, but it's still clever the way he does it. Um, and you're sort of a bit envious, going, Oh God, I wouldn't have thought of those things, you know. But
0: <laughs> so it's always like a party trick though, isn't it? I was saying was last it. week about the uh stand-up comedians and you know, being able to retrieve loads of different things based on experience like
1: well that's what he said again and he said, I, I think i mentioned it in last week's recording where he just said you know i'm just using my experience because you guys haven't got that yet but you will get it he said over time these are has you know, these are things i've i've used over the years and you know he's obviously got them all tucked away in his brain so as soon as he hears shooting he can draw on probably six seven eight ten different things he can try um, mm-hmm. and it's probably it's probably very, very easy, but yeah, your stand-up comedian analogy is probably spot on, I think. Um, so it was good. So we just did that. It was just more after what we could get out of him, really, and I was quite keen on um, things to um, – because I've got a couple, well, one in particular who doesn't integrate as well with the others, I don't think, and I said, you know, have you got any tips and this, that, and the other? To um, get them involved a bit more, and he came up with a couple of very simple games, like four four guys, four kids, put your arms round each other's shoulders and make a circle, put a put a bib down the back of somebody's shorts, and you've got to stop one other guy from grabbing that bib. So, mm-hmm. so you're just moving around in a group and trying to stop this other guy from grabbing the bib. It's dead simple, but and of course it's quite a laugh because everyone's sort of having a bit of a chuckle about it and. He said that's a really good one. He said, he said try and focus on give the bib to the put the bib in the shorts of the kid who's a bit more withdrawn and make him the centre of attention. And you know, yeah, you kept it off him, put his arm up mm-hmm. and big him up and all that. It's a Really simple thing, yeah, yeah. Um, which is quite cool. And then and then a few few of the people wanted to talk about how to control people when they're misbehaving, which is quite interesting. <laughs> um, and again, he 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 said what, one thing he does, which I thought was quite cool and clever. He said he gets, um, at the start of a practice, if he thinks there's kids who might play up or whatever, or just general rules at the start of his season or whatever, he says, I get the kids to set the rules. So he says, you come up with three rules between you all and I'll come up with three rules. So he says, you know, if they come up with rules as well, like, you know, no talking, he said, they've set the rules. They're buying into it by setting them themselves. And then you sort of, rather than, if somebody's misbehaving, you say, "Oh," and you ask the group. You say, "Right, well, who's what's so and so doing? Do you think that's that's not mm-hmm. that we agreed?" Oh, yeah. Uh, well, how do you think we should deal with that? You know, and he said, just, "Just just involve them. Don't just stand there dictating to them." He says, "Everybody's different. You can try different stuff." He goes, "That's one that I try," and he said, "Then you get the kid who's misbehaving has to just follow you around." So, well, as you're moving around the pitch, you're coaching. He said they have to stay next to you, but. He said, <laughs> Then you know. Then start asking them questions about. Well, what can you see? You know, what's what can you see? What's going on here? Do you think this is good? What's bad? He says. And then he says, "What you'll find is they'll they'll soon pack it in." So yeah. To put in me. I did think about doing that this week, but they were pretty well behaved. My lot, so I couldn't really, I couldn't really, didn't really need to do anything. Keep of that,
0: keep so. that one in your back pocket for, it's in the,
1: it's uh, in for another day. day. It's in it's in the <laughs> so I'm you know, building up my. What's that phrase? There's a film, and it's like your I don't know. There's like a memory, it's not memory box, but I can't I can't remember. Um, but it's like your mental something palace, your mind palace or something. I can't remember what film that's from. But Pass. It, you've got you've got like your mind palace, and it's your secret mind palace in your head of where you store everything and you compartmentalize everything. So all right, okay. You know, I'm tr- I'm trying to sort of mentally do that. So, um, so, yeah, it was a good day. Um, that was kind of where we got to. And then he just gave us, well, I've been fretting about this a bit tonight. He said, I've written down that he said develop or come up with six sessions for next week. And I thought, wow. Well, well yeah. And I thought, Wait each. A minute. is that six sessions? F- so there's going to be, I don't know, what's six times 18? Six.
0: Yeah, it must be one well, that's what I between think, the tables.
1: Yeah, so I've done, I've come up with two. I've done the one I did this week, and I've got another one that I've just jotted down some ideas that I'm going to try. Um, so I've got two kind of full sessions, if he asks, but I haven't done six. I thought, like, I can't do six. I struggle with one a week, let alone <laughs> yeah. doing six. So we'll see how that goes. And I think, yeah, then we're just going to try and get our books signed off tomorrow. So, so, um, yeah, so all good. So the, the the bulk of it has been broken and uh, we're on the final stretch now. So it'd be good to have the Sundays back as much as I've enjoyed it. And it's been...
0: Yeah, I know fantastic. what you're
1: saying, definitely. Fantastic. I've, it's been a great a great thing to do. And I'd, I'd recommend any coach at any level should do it because you learn so much, even if you're just doing little, a little league team down the park. Even if you get nothing more out of it than how you should deal with the kids yeah tips and tricks, even if you don't want to plan a massive session. I think there's so much that comes out of it it's It's amazing but yeah I'll be glad to glad to finally finish and get it all signed off so hopefully we'll we'll sign the book tomorrow so um so fresh from fresh fresh off the boat from today how was how was it
0: yeah so so ours was good i i I think yours and yours and mine consistently do seem to be quite different, so so I think my my third day was very much like uh day one and two only we focused on the on the extend part so I talked last week about that whole build develop extend and yep. you're you're working on a particular thing and so day one had been all around the build activity day two had been around the develop, and today we were working on the extend so you're really getting more. You're you're almost at match conditions then, yeah. And uh, but but actually, I mean b- before before I get into the into the meat of it, one of one of the things I found interesting. So, I got there just in time again. <laughs> so just got How far it down is it? to
1: half it drive.
0: Uh, it's just over half an hour. It's about thirty five minutes or something.
1: Um, so it's just similar, similar journeys, I think.
0: Yeah. So I, I aimed to sort of get out of the house about quarter past eight, but didn't quite do that. So, so ended up cutting it a bit fine. <clears throat> and as I, as I walked in, the tables were laid out differently and there was kind of a, a little bit of disruption in the room. And cause on, on the first couple of days, so on the first day you don't know anyone, then you do all your icebreakers and whatever, and you're paired up and you group. So on day two, you're all sat in the same places. And yeah. then I came in this morning and all the all the tables were different. So before we had three tables, now we've got four tables. Everyone's, everyone's sat uh, in different places. So I, I walked in, I, I think I was the last to join, and I kind of looked around. It's like, oh, oh, it's all different. Oh, well, uh-huh. I'll just sit down. And the instructor was laughing and says, oh, look at that. He just rolls with it, you know, just... <laughs> So, I had no idea what was going on before, but when I sat down, I thought he's actually planned an arrival activity. You know, so we're talking about the the arrival activities for the for the courses and whatever. Yeah. I think he'd sort of done that for the for the course for the day. So right. I, I thought, you know, he just adapted that idea. Of not sort of sat around, <clears throat> everyone's checking their phones and whatever. He's, he's sort of as soon as people are in the room and arriving, he's got people engaged and sort of getting ready for the day. And I thought that was, I thought that was interesting. Just you know, I I was focused on the whole arrival activity for you know a particular practice, yeah. Um, but yeah, you can, you can apply it to anything. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So yeah. I think today we we probably focus more than the previous days, going back to the four corner model, yeah. and so all the previous days uh, you know we we pretty much focused on the technical and the and the physical, but he's really keen to press home today around the psychological and the social and so right. you know later on in the day when we get on to designing the practices and and stuff, you know he's he's trying to say well are you ticking the boxes for um, the social corner are you ticking the boxes for the psychological corner so again I, I thought that was that was pretty interesting <clears throat> now what he what you talked about um, as well he he basically just asked that that simple question and you you mentioned about reflecting uh, on your previous practice and that's a word that that I used a lot today was reflections yeah so we we talked about so we'd done last week our development activity um he wanted us to go out to our clubs and and deliver that it's difficult for me because I we we play and train on the on the saturday yeah, so yeah. <laughs> it's another reason it'll be quite handy to get the course over and done with but uh you know we're doing that as a table activities anyway so again we're straight in there uh reflecting as as small groups and then you speak to the whole room just about what you found when you were when you were doing these activities and I I spoke a little bit more about what we'd done the previous week and just that you know it took a little bit longer for the kids to get it you've got a Remember, you know, are you dealing with thirty-year-old uh, blokes or are you <laughs> dealing with ten-year-old uh, kids, sort of thing? And uh, yeah, w- when he was going on about the four-corner model as well, he was saying really it's all part of just a, a long-term development model. And he said, you know, they—they've sounds like the FA have just borrowed a load of ideas from athletics. So you know it's not right. all just about short term results it's it's really trying to press home that message that you're looking over over that long term yeah and uh and ultimately within the within the kids encourage that growth mindset as well you know part of that's psychological so you know if you're doing something you, you use an example if you've done um Got a kid, and he's managed to do ten kickups or something like that. He said, "Oh, brilliant! What does twelve look like? Yeah. See if you can do twelve, you know." And just always just be pushing them uh, more and more. And he, he used used a or well, three words, I guess, um, to categorise who who you'll typically have in your in your team. So he talked about your your players who are forging ahead you know your yeah, your yeah, star yeah. players and then he said you've got your copers you know so they're just just they are doing okay and then yeah. you've got your strivers you know the ones who are who are trying to get uh better and you know get up to at least coping yeah and uh i th- i thought that was Again, interesting. Just just a simple little framework to just think of uh, the different levels uh, that your team are at at any particular time.
1: Yeah, I filled that all out last week. Actually, we discussed that last week. All oh, right. Last, okay. Was, yeah, and I did all my I did all my players. I found that quite interesting. Just yeah, which is you don't want to label them, but yeah, I put them into groups of for all the different like I think passing you know, communication, all that, and I kind of graded them, I guess. I could teach it with as to where are, or where they sat in those fields. And that's quite that was quite interesting. And of course, like you said, then you you start thinking about the social aspects and uh again and obviously it's kind of close to my heart at the moment because I've got people who don't communicate as well. And it's uh, mm-hmm. yeah, how do you get the best out of them? What do you do with them? And that's yeah, it's a whole other level that you don't really think about so
0: yeah yeah uh the other thing that i I thought was really interesting he was talking about the relative age effect yeah and that uh he said he he used an example i don't i don't know if he's talking about a precise 10 years ago but he said you know if you look 10 years ago through all the academies they're all uh typically The eldest in their year yeah so basically it's not it's not always the case you know you can have early developers who are born late in the year but percentage wise you have a higher percentage of let's say quarter one kids in all the academies so we're just picking the biggest strongest fastest players yeah and the the message that the FA have been trying to give out consistently for a while now is is around this this whole relative age effect. So if you have one school year which runs from uh, the first of September through to the thirty first of August, you know f- that first quarter you have to know you know are, are your kids in there or are they in quarter two? Are they in quarter three? Or are they in quarter four and he said that uh statistically if you look at the uh the players who have the most appearances you know so when they they break into the professional game have a good career there um they're actually mostly quarter four kids or were quarter four kids but you know when they were born uh they were in quarter four Yep. which I thought was pretty pretty amazing, to be honest. <clears throat> so at a young age, we reward uh, the eldest, the biggest, the fastest, the strongest. But then when you get to a point, the other guys, I, I guess you'd say because they are younger, smaller, they, they're having to focus a lot more on their technique. Uh, yeah. you, you'd say they possibly are the strivers at that stage. But when it all balances out physically – you know they're in a in a better position, so you know. And I, I sort of picked him up. I was at, I was pressing him on a bit, saying, "Right, how long ago have we changed this?" So you know, he said, 10 years ago." Well, when did we start this new philosophy? And I, he sort of, uh, you know, when he sort of, people sort of smile and then they scratch their chin a bit, <laughs> you know, as if to say, "Well, you know." That's kind of a hard question. So, at the end of the day, it's the Premier League clubs who really own that that process, isn't it?
1: Yeah.
0: And they can either adopt it or not adopt it. So the FA yep. are promoting and evangelising about the message, but you know it's up to the clubs who who are ultimately businesses uh, whether they whether they do that. But you said uh, you know a lot of the clubs are doing it now. Um, <clears throat> he said, you do, you do still get, um, some clubs and you go to the academies and all, all the kids are just massive. <laughs> um, and I, I won't, I won't name any, but, uh, <laughs> you, you can probably guess who some of them are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I, this was all again in, in that first kind of, uh, first hour and a half, two hours just going through all that, and like I say, we we had the usual group activities where uh, we're taking those four corners. So again, we had four tables. Um, actually, that's why we moved the tables. Yeah. <laughs> um, so each table worked on a particular corner. You know, yeah. so we what we we were on the physical table. So what you had to do was basically try and list out a load of attributes. That you thought you know what did that mean you know general fitness yeah. speed power all this sort of thing and then we'd all swap a corner you know so you'd pass your sheet onto the next table and then you know you've already got a load of things and then the trick is you know you need to find out okay they put a load of stuff on but we need to find some new stuff you know
1: yeah, so
0: yeah. we got we got to have a go at all four corners so that that was a nice little activity again just to get you thinking and then, uh, you know, we had to, to rank those, you know, what's the top three and present that to the group. So all kind of very interactive and a, engaging workshop type of uh, type of session there. And then you know, this is where ours kind of differs. So like the previous days, he, he took us out onto the pitch and it was shockingly cold. <laughs> you know? oh, and it's yeah, a 3G man. pitch, so, you know, it wasn't, Too bad, um, but just real icy wind. (laughs) Um, And, you know, again, he he just put together a really nice practice. Again, this is an extend practice. So, you know, it was almost like a a little game, except he was just layering on these rules. So I think we started off initially with, uh, with the thirds and then you could only have one defender and attacker in one th- one end of the pitch yeah. same on the other end of the pitch then you had some midfielders in the middle and we um we were i think we were evenly balanced and then he, he sort of overloaded overloaded and underloaded uh, on on a few of the practices and your you comment on the um the goals at the side before i i I thought i'd wait till i got to this bit so i mention it so he did that for us so at one point like i was in i was overloaded uh on the defensive side or is it underloaded it's probably underloaded so the the opposite team were overloading me um and we had uh the little side goals if you like Or just side cones and because it's not an eleven a side pitch, so the the idea was if I could get a tackle in, I try and you know hit it out to the to the side there and get it yeah. get it into the goal. Now he said, "Well, what does that translate to?" And it's like, "Well, don't know really." <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> but he's like, "Well, that'd be your fullback or your winger." Yeah. He said, "Well, uh, probably if it's Man City, it'll be your fullback." Yeah. And I thought, "Oh yeah, that's." That's why – because I'll be honest, I thought the whole side goals thing was a bit of a – just something to reward defenders with. You know, give them a point of being there other than just tackling it and Uh. booting the ball away. Yeah. But actually, when we were playing it, it it made sense to pass it out there because that's where your outlet is. Nice. So I mean, the goals weren't perfectly square on. You know, it was a, it, it was at an angle. So you could imagine, so you know, a fullback running onto that pass or something.
1: Yeah. So yeah, it was good that. fun. That's quite clever. Again, yeah, it's not even rocket science, but
0: it's it's all of these things are just you know none of them are rocket science. There's a lot, you know, there's a lot yeah. to remember.
1: Yeah,
0: um, but. Yeah, no, it was it was really good.
1: Excellent. It's, it's funny what you said when you said about the keepy-uppies. I just remembered from Thursday. I um sort of for the arrival activity, I had them dribbling across the pitch widthwise with a ball each, <clears> and I said, right, when you, I want you outside of your right foot one way across, outside of your left the other way. Then I want you to roll the ball under your studs, then do step over. You know, just trying to. Get them to do different stuff, and then I then I said, right, I want ten keepy uppies. Mm-hmm. Um, so of course they're all doing that and booting the ball over the place. <laughs> and then they said, what should we do if we get to ten? And I just said, carry on. And mm-hmm. then da, Dan, one of my defenders, he came up to me at the end, and it was really sweet. He said, I've just broken my record for keepy uppies. I said, oh, Dan, that's brilliant. How many did you do? He goes, I did, I did eighteen. I've never, I've never got past ten before. And I was like, it made me feel really good. It was such yeah, a yeah, yeah. And he's such a lovely kid. He's such. A, he's really enthusiastic, and he he really listens. He, he's the captain, actually. Cause he's really good. Mm-hmm. He's, he's really good at communicating and stuff. And I was so made up. I was like, "A oh, nice one, Dan. That's great." Yeah, I've yeah. really got a nice little buzz from that. It was brilliant. So, uh, if if you were my
0: instructor, he, he'd probably said, "Brilliant." What does twenty look like?
1: <laughs> yeah, I kind of. That's the only thing I forgot. Well I sort of said, I, I said, "Don't just stop at ten. Just carry on." So, um, yeah. So that was good. Yeah, yeah, but
0: um, I tell you what else was funny. I, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know why I didn't have a great night's sleep last night, but in in the playing session, you know, because you've still got that player pride as well. You, you're not just learning about the coaching. I, I, I didn't, I wasn't really on top form today in the morning session. Right, probably just like half asleep, but you know, I still, I, I always put a hundred percent effort in and it was absolutely freezing and i've got to say it's been a few years now since i've had had a good solid ball in the face (laughs) when it's absolutely (laughs)
1: freezing oh i don't know what's worse that or when you're in a thigh
0: oh the the inner thigh was always i I think the inner thigh is possibly worse um but yeah it it was like you're all right. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're like, you know, side oh, your face God. is on fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man, that sucks. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's all right now, but uh, you, you just feel stupid. On the inner thigh, you know, that is pain. But, you know, a ball in the face, it's yeah, still as a pride bit of comedy for ball. everyone else as well, isn't yeah, it?
1: The pain, and, and also it's <laughs> embarrassing exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah I, I learned to accept a few weeks ago that i am my back and my knees have put paid to me being competitive i was just glad to get through any sort of physical activity right yeah, right so there's there's a lot there's people younger and more nimble than me which i don't even bother trying to compete with so <laughs> i just let them get on with it yeah uh, yeah just, yeah just, just loosens me up running around a bit but yeah i don't take it too seriously thankfully i can't i'm in no physical state to
0: <laughs> so, the, just while I think on the, there are a couple of other things as well, because at, at the end of that that morning session, um, someone someone had asked the tutor. Uh, um, they said, "You know, I, I just don't get this particular bit." <clears throat> and in the morning, he'd made a he'd made a case of what should you do if a kid comes up to you and says, I just don't get it, or something to that effect. Yeah, yeah. And he said, what, what can you finish that off with? He said, it's just one word. I'm sort of scratching my head. What, no idea. He said, yet. You don't get it yet, or you can't do it yet. Yeah. And I thought, brilliant. Yeah. Uh, again just a really simple thing but it's about the learning it's about that messy bit you know yeah. you, you it's, it's difficult with kids isn't it because <laughs> I, I picked up this guitar and i i can't play it at all <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well why would you expect that you can <laughs> just do it straight away you know yeah. but i thought that was a nice and and someone had uh actually As genuinely asked him that question <clears throat> and sort of joked, you know, been laid up for it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just to press home the message. And he also wrote a, wrote an acronym on the board. So he said, Oh, I think, I think, um, we were talking about success and failure. Yeah. You know, so if you, if you've got a dribbling game and you're trying to go past players, what is success and what, what is failure and it, it seemed to seem to jar with him a little bit you know the fail word yeah so he, he wrote it up on the board he said fail is first attempt in learning yeah and again he's just trying to trying to put that positive spin on you know if, if you <clears throat> certainly if you've got your strivers you know and they I, mean, I I struggle to dribble past people <laughs> at the best of times, to be quite honest. Um, So, you know, he was saying, oh, how can you reward effort, you know, and, and stuff like that and, and just people trying their hardest. You know, you, you want to see that and you want to see them learning and getting better more than just a binary kind of uh, success and failure criteria. yeah. yeah. But I really like that one, though. You know, I don't get it yet. You don't get it yet, but
1: you will do. Um, that is a good one. I think I said to you the other week um, about one of the practices I did. Uh, it's just passing between cones or something. My kids just didn't get it at all. They were mm-hmm. completely bamboozled by it. And it was very, to me, it was very simple. And maybe, and I think I said to you, I'd, the way I'd set the cones up is well. this
0: where they were they doing. Would... Where you were trying a short passing thing, and they were booting the ball twenty yards down the no, pitch.
1: No, that was no, that was that was, <laughs> that was the other one. Oh, right, okay. That was, that was just because they couldn't, couldn't. They weren't waiting their pass correctly. They knew what they were doing, but no. Oh, was, right, just, okay. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, part, just literally passing between cones in pairs. But the a bit. But I just genuinely did not get what they had to do. It was it was bizarre. Even the cones that I'd laid out weren't that confusing, but they just completely, and that's where I thought, well, yeah, you've got to sort of put yourself in their shoes, I suppose, mm-hmm. at times, and go, they're not going to get it. Um, so I'm quite conscious of that now, and I do try and make, you know, I've, I've started saying to them when I've shown them something, I said, right, is there anything you don't understand about it? Um, which I did, I did on Thursday set out what we were doing for this practice, and I said, right, is there anything you don't understand? You know, mm-hmm. you've got these zones you guys are doing this. You guys are doing that. Does anybody not understand? They're like, no, no, it's fine. So, and yeah, you know, they did get it. So we got on with it. But, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's an interesting point.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know quite what an open question would be, but maybe I have a think, because cause that's a closed question, isn't it? Yeah. Do you, you know, there's only a yes, no answer to that. And most people, whether they understand it or not, are going to go, no. It's, it's all fine. We get it. We'll figure it out on the pitch. Yeah. I wonder if there's a there's an open type question. So, so tell tell me how how we're going to do it, or you know, something like that, maybe.
1: Yeah. I mean, taking that on to the next, the other extreme. We, the other thing we talked about last week was uh, obviously in terms of your the preparation and you know, being on the ball and. Know mm-hmm. doing it in your in training and everything else. He said, he said, just he said, you don't want to be the coach um where a kid comes up to you and says, "This doesn't work. Why, why are we doing this? What are you making us do this for? It doesn't work." And he's like, well, "You know, what are you going to say when you're in that position?" He goes, "I've seen people in that position." He goes, "It's a place you don't want to be as a coach." Um, which which was quite interesting, quite scary. He was going to see 12-year-olds do it, You know, go up to the coach and say, well, this practice doesn't work. Why are we doing it? And the coach hasn't got an answer. Just mm. do it, you know, because we're doing it, for... and it's like, well, it doesn't work. You can see it doesn't work. I thought, it's quite interesting and quite terrifying as well. You know, especially if you're there with parents watching and everything, you've got somebody saying, wow, this is nonsense. So he was, he was kind of highlighting that and just saying, you know, just... Just be very sure you know what you're doing while you're doing it. Um and you're never gonna get it always right. They said, Yeah, you that's a position you don't want to be in. And well I think comes from, it comes from experience and all that side of it as well. But yeah, it was interesting in talking about that. So what I
0: don't don't want this to sound like it's coming across like blagging or something, but I, I think if if you've if you've thought it out, yeah, right, and you've got it planned and you yourself know why you're doing it yeah sometimes Mm -hmm. you are going to get kids who can't see the point. so so i could see i could see kids giving that exact statement when there is you know a genuine reason for it you know because at that age as well most most kids they just want to play an actual game (laughs) you know just play the game for an hour
1: But all I get is when, we're playing, when are we going to play a match? So from Not all of them, <laughs> but from a lot of them. And You can see they're all just not going through the motions, but some of them are just sort of doing it just because they want to get to a match. Yeah. But, but I what? say to them, if if we're not doing a practice properly, I say to them, we will not, the time we'll have to play a match will be less. If I think you're not focused and you're not doing what we're trying to do and buying into it and putting your effort into it, well, the match time will be less and less. They mm-hmm. kind of know that. Um
0: I wonder if you know if that comes up again. Could you could you ask them as a group the question?
1: I do ask them after every mm-hmm. every person. I didn't used to, but mm-hmm. obviously since we started doing this course, yeah, I yeah. do. So I, I've started saying at the end of each one, right? Why have we done that? Yeah, did you a Did you enjoy it? B Why are we doing it? What are we trying to get out of it? And I get them to tell me, mm-hmm. um, and you know, they, and they give good answers whether they. I've 100% felt that or not, I don't know, but I can only go by what they're saying. But I do try and get their perspective on it because obviously they're the ones who are doing it and they're the ones who are hopefully going to benefit from it. So I want them to to take something from it. So I do ask rather than just go, right, we've done it. Let's move on. It's kind of right. What did you get out of that? Did you enjoy yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. doing it? So I think that's really important as well.
0: It, it absolutely is. You know, just just in terms of that learning for them, you know, and uh, getting them thinking. Absolutely. So, in terms of the the afternoon, then uh, was it mostly classroom stuff? Then I, I think you said,
1: yeah, pretty much. I mean, we didn't go out much in the afternoon. We went out for a little bit, and then it was just discussing. Um, oh, what did we discuss? It was yeah, we did the four corners, four corners a bit more like you did today, mm-hmm. and it was sort of just talking about what he did do was interesting he said we had four four one two yeah four tables and he gave two tables um messy and two of us gascoigne ironically enough after the other week nice yeah and <laughs> um, we wanted gascoigne actually because I, I was on the table with lad jamie he's like the similar age to me so I was saying, right hey, right <laughs> and he made us uh, he took the four corners and he said, "Right," he said, "Put down all the things applicable to Paul Gascoigne, you know, tactical, psychological, all this sort of stuff." Um, so that was the exercise, and the other two tables did Lionel Messi, and it was really interesting. Um, good, and um, good, and amb- but we mostly did good stuff. We probably could have done lots of good stuff as well, but yeah, we, you know, we put down his skill, and you know, physically he was. Bit of a specimen, but he had a lot of pace and he was very skillful and psychologically he was good because he could just entice players in, then go past them and people didn't know whether to tackle him or double man mark him and all this sort of stuff.
0: What what did you put in the social corner?
1: We put we put he was we actually (laughs) and his extracurricular activities probably hindered his career a bit, Um, but we also put he was he had a positive effect on his teammates because he was such a mm. joker. Yeah, yeah. He, he could alleviate tension and stress and all that sort of stuff. Um, and he was sort of, and it was, so it was, really, it was interesting. I mean, he's kind of, he was like, well, who's the better player? And he's like, well, you can't, you can't compare them. You know, it Did and somebody, somebody did that, um, somebody said that immortal phrase, God-given talent. And he was like, <laughs> did he really? Did it, was he really? Did what did he come out of the womb? Kicking, <laughs> this? Was it God given talent? Was it, wow? Yeah, I mean, some people it's like, why? How did he know he was a good footballer? Well, he used to play when he was a kid. What did he do? Well, he, he played football every minute of the day. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you think he worked hard as well? Well, yeah, yeah, but he was just more talented. How do you know? You know, it was very interesting because we all go, Oh, he's a natural talent. you like, well, Is he or is he just. Work so hard that he's become so adept. What and he, and he said, why have all the Brazilians got all these skillful, and amazing players? Were they all born with God-given talent, or is it because yeah, yeah. as soon as they're two, three, whatever, they get a tennis ball and go and kick it against the wall, or go on the beat, or you know, all these things? Um, so it was quite interesting, but yeah, we, it was it was very interesting trying to not categorize but pick out all the different facets of his whole being, I suppose. And put yeah. into those little brackets, and it just made you think about those aspects of a player, and you know that whole psychological level, especially. I mean, the, the tactical and physical stuff I find a bit easier to sort of bracket, categorise, think about. The social oh, absolutely is a yeah. lot harder. Yeah. Again, I start thinking about this player on my team about how he doesn't. He's a bit different in terms of how he mixes with the rest of the players. Mm-hmm. The whole obviously there's a lot of social aspects in that there's probably psychological stuff going on there as well and um so that that was quite an interesting one but yeah it's um yeah it's a whole another level isn't it of stuff that you kind of get to think about when you're yeah dealing with players.
0: It's, it's funny you know i a few years ago now i i'd i I was for the company i was working for at the time i was kind i was trying to come up with a set of attributes Uh that made a perfect consultant for us for who we were trying to hire and i actually i had loads of um loads of different attributes but i actually ended up with uh four quadrants now it just so happened that the uh the best PowerPoint template was a was a circle with the four quadrants. So it wasn't exactly like the the uh the FA four corner model, but yeah. It, it it's exactly the same, just uh that idea of from a you know, that ten thousand foot view, looking at a whole person and trying to trying to come up with the framework of what what are the different attributes and where do they sit. Yeah. And uh, like you say, the the technical and tactical, the physical, those are easy, and yeah. and you can usually measure those pretty well, can't you? Whereas the psychological and the social, that's that's a bit harder, um, yeah, to really nail. But I think it's a good thing to to have them there, and you know, again, looking at that that relative age effect, you know, if you've yeah. got got a player who's physically. Uh maybe maybe you've got an actual ten year old. And maybe physically they're like a twelve year old. Yeah. But psychologically they might be, you know, a nine year old. So yeah,
1: we that's exactly what he discussed with us last week, that those that very same thing. Right, okay. Yeah, exactly the same thing. Um, yeah, you've got the most physical, amazing specimen who I mean we funnily enough we played a team the other week and their striker I swear to God, I said to Stu, I said he looks about sixteen. Honestly, <laughs> he was enormous. No, we'd not come across any player in any other team that's and he, and he really was huge. Yeah, not, not like fat, but just massive.
0: Like and a he, bloke. Sort of,
1: <laughs> you, you said he was. If you'd looked at him cold, you'd said oh, he's fifteen. Yeah, like, yeah, 14, yeah, fifteen, easy, mm-hmm. and it was. I could see the players looking at him, thinking, oh, "What's going on here?" And I said to him, "Don't worry about his size. Don't worry about it."
0: Yeah, they, yeah,
1: of course, he wasn't. He wasn't a great player. They just sort of put him up front, and he was a bit of a focal point, and mm-hmm. this and the other. So I said, "It just goes to show, you know, you can be the biggest guy, but te- obviously, then you, if you've got the four corners for this kid, te- technically, he wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. Physically, yep, huge. Yeah, psychologically." probably gives them an edge because he's such a big lad. They probably get a bit more confidence from seeing him in the team. Mm -hmm. So you start to sort of think about those things. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, interesting. No, it's
0: good. It's good. Do you
1: find yourself doing that already? Do you think you've been doing that already, though, with the team? To a point, thinking about... Because you obviously think about, well, she's got more ability. I'll play her here. You know, this one maybe doesn't mix as well. So let's try some bit. I've always kind of thought about those things maybe not in such broad four corner terms but i think you're always thinking about them
0: so i think yes and no and and the reason it is that so it just gives you a nice framework it's like any of these psychological type uh things so so you know you had uh Oh, what is it? <clears throat> the three was it Freud who had the three ego states, and he was talking oh, about name, you, you know the. you um, can't um, be beyond me there, mate. The, well, <laughs> I'll, I'll <laughs> hold on. I'll, I'll try and remember. I, I think you've basically got the parent ego state. You've got the right. adult, and you've got the child. So every single person, just think of in in you know that framework. We've all got. You know, different aspects of those three ego states. Right. And well, so the, the.
1: only thing I know about Freud is that he didn't need to say everyone fancies their mum or something. Was that him?
0: Oh, crikey. Was <laughs> that him? I don't know. I don't know. Really?
1: <laughs> oh, <boy>. really? <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was that though.
0: So, <laughs> okay. um, I no, I mean, Sorry. Sorry. he. he uh, so, your parent is someone, you know, the type of personality that's that's what it's trying to do, it's trying to categorize personalities. So someone who's saying uh everything's very binary, it's yes or no, it's right or it's wrong. Um your your adult is uh very rational and looks looks at things on balance and and the child you know is uh is more ruled by emotion. And it it's just it's, it's not like if you chopped up your brain you know you don't have these three little compartments it's just a framework to think of you know and and you know it, it helps to structure some of those um sometimes there may be nagging doubts or feelings that you have yeah. you know and like you say you 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 think of it but it's it's maybe a little bit jumbled and so that that's why i quite like these especially the psychological frameworks to just organize uh and try and get those thoughts that you have into into some sort of order
1: yeah
0: so i mean the the only thing the only thing i'll say so so the the afternoon session was for us again like all the others so we had eight different sessions um which were extend-type sessions, so they're all, you know, a bit more complex than what we've done in the build and the development sessions. Uh, again, really good, uh, innovative uh, sessions that all the coaches – I mean, there, there wasn't – there's was not a single passenger on the course at all, which, which has surprised me a little bit. You know, everyone is really enthusiastic, engaged, racking their brains about how they come up with these um, – engage in clever sessions and stuff
1: yeah
0: and practices so so yeah and and so again you know now my legs are just destroyed I, i'm pretty sure i won't be able to walk tomorrow and again a, a little bit like last week you know uh the guy who i was working with you know we were um racking our brains and again right up until right up until we did the session we're, we're changing it a bit and stuff <laughs> and like I say yeah. it's bitterly cold so when you're when you're uh running around you don't care so much but when you're discussing and laying cones out and stuff it, it was getting quite choppy out there yeah and actually so what we had um we had people like teams we wanted teams of three facing each yeah. other and dribbling in and out of cones and going past each other, so you 're not trying to defend or anything, but you are creating a little bit of interference. yeah, we wanted two lots of that, so on both sides of the pitch, so if you think you 've got four little teams and they 're all going across, we had a cone to you know give a little bit of something for them to go around you know to maneuver past as a as a dummy defender, and then get a shot off at goal,
1: yeah
0: and because time was running running out a bit, and we we sort of we sort of decided uh well actually let's let's just you know and it, it was getting on so I think I said last week you know i I legged it up to the board and put our name down right where I wanted it, you know before anyone else could yeah. well uh, you know I wasn't quick enough this time, and every other <laughs> everyone else had obviously cottoned on, so you know we were discussing. Uh, in the classroom, as soon as the board went up, everyone just legged it up. So we ended up second to last. So um, so everyone shattered. So it's just like, oh, let's let's just have let's simplify it. We'll just have the two teams, and then you're dribbling through, and then you get your shot off away and goal. And then we just made it a bit more complex. So you know, we had a defender. We had our little side goals there as well. Um, yeah. When you went through and got your shot off. Then you were turning around, you were the defender, you know, so it it built up a a little bit. And the instructor said, how about having, you know, uh, the guys going opposite ways to each other? (laughs) So exactly what we were going to do, but, you know, because it was running late in the day, we just decided not to, so... So I just said oh, we were thinking of that, but you know we decided to, to just manage the, the guys physically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: and, uh, you that's, know. that's the one thing that I'd have probably liked a bit more out of mind, Just a bit more, maybe working with different people uh, mm-hmm. on coming up with stuff and actually going out and doing it. We haven't done a lot of that. Um, the guy I work with is—I've been sitting with—is he's really—he's a really good guy actually, and mm-hmm. I really enjoy, he's a really good laugh, and we got on really well. Um, but it would have been. I think my group's a bit. They sound a bit different to yours. They're they're a bit more. I mean, how many of you? How many have you got on yours?
0: So I'm sure we started with eighteen, but it was sixteen today.
1: Okay, so about a similar number. Mm-hmm. Are they? Are they all? Do they all coach a team? All of them.
0: Uh, most. There's a. There's one one young lad in particular who doesn't coach. Um, there's a there's a guy who coaches. Uh, he does like after school clubs, so he doesn't right. he doesn't do a team, but he has he does like the after school clubs. But right, apart okay. from that, I mean, uh, everyone pretty much coaches a, a team, either they're the head coach or the assistant coach.
1: Okay, because I've got yeah, we've got quite a, not quite a few, but I would say four or five who don't coach at the moment. And have never coached, but 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 are either going into it or want to go into it, and a few who this is the first year of coaching. That's interesting. Um, no, it is, and I think it's made our groups a bit. There's some. We all have a really good laugh, and everyone mucks in. But I think there's there's a some people are a bit more reserved. I suppose mm-hmm. a, a little bit, not massively, but yeah. Um, and I think it would have been a bit. It would have been interesting to see a bit more input from different people i guess because it's hard because we've done a lot of it on tables and he's gone around and sat with people and so sort of we haven't necessarily taken those ideas and worked on them as a group right right them. whereas obviously i talked through my routine last week so did some other people but because i said not everybody's done that so you don't know what they've come up with what they've what ideas they've had from there right okay to, i guess just sharing a bit more i'd have found quite useful but yeah, we our guys have done it in a different way. It's still a brilliant course and I wouldn't criticise it, but obviously having mm-hmm. heard yours, I think I'd have probably got quite a lot out of the way yours has been done, with everybody coming up with these different sessions and going out and doing them. Whereas we yeah. haven't done as much of that. But, but yeah, then, yeah, I don't know how many how many practices your tutor's put on, because I've just put on quite a few himself and shown us how he's how he's building them up, which has been good. I don't know how many yours has done I've just <laughs> done four or five different kind of sessions doing that or show sure. us how he builds it up
0: yeah so for the for all three days he's done the morning sessions so about an hour and a half or something where it's it's one long session but we got loads of you know we never seem to have time to really settle into a game
1: yeah, no, certainly never get bored
0: and it's it's always just layering on you know a few little changes here a bit more complexity here um so yeah it's 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 those morning sessions where the instructor's done it and and then you know in the afternoon it's over to us yeah. but um you know i've the the court the, the things that the instructor's done have, have been brilliant you know and great for ideas but i must admit you know Taking part and seeing the other coaches and what they've come up with yeah. is
1: probably as useful. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And we haven't yeah. really, apart from last week when we had two guys, take, and they were they were good. You know, mm-hmm. they were quite simple. But he said, you know, it's a good practice, and we yeah. and we haven't had enough of that. I don't think, which would have been interesting. But you know, it's, you know, not. We've still learned so much. It's not. It just. I'd have just been good to tap into the, because that's one of the things I said right at the start he said what do you want to get out of the course one of the first things we did when we started the whole thing mm-hmm. and I said learning ideas from other coaches was one of the things I actually wrote down um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I've really ta- apart from Jamie who I sit with who's, who's, yeah, who's yeah. exchanged yeah. ideas I wouldn't say I've and obviously seeing other people have discussed things in the classroom said oh yeah well, we've come up with this practice blah 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 but it's not the same as taking a whole session yeah, yeah. So that would be the one—not criticism, but the one thing I would have said as feedback. Yeah,
0: one of the things that that he said we're going to do on the on the last day. So we we obviously all have to fill out our books. Yeah, and I, th- I think I've got plenty of work to do there. So I'm going to be <laughs> scribbling down, <laughs> through, scribbling down through the week. I'll you know,
1: basically finishing mine tonight. Actually,
0: yeah. So. Awesome. Um, but he said you know once you've got he said now you've got your three practices you've got your build you've got your develop and you've got your um your extend so you just need to write those up and next next week we'll all write those on a on a big piece of flip flip chart paper yeah. <clears throat> and he said just take a picture of them all and you'll all walk away with eight different sessions you know exactly. so yeah, yeah. So, I mean, maybe if tomorrow's your last day uh, and, he's, and the instructor's not going to do that, why don't you suggest that, you know, couldn't we couldn't we do this? be quite handy yeah, to see what other people have done.
1: What, yeah, well, yeah, I think tomorrow we're talking about the match day. Kind of part of it, So obviously the last section of the book's all about your match day. Mm-hmm. And, um, he's quite keen on doing that tomorrow. He said, you know, okay. about how you approach a match day and uh, the whole everything that goes with that, so that'll be that'll be interesting. Then um, I can get the last bit of the book finished. But um, yeah, I I will see. I will suggest that actually if um, if he's not going to do it, but I don't know. All I know is we're going to get the books finished, do the match day chat. Um, he's going to review everybody. Well, he said review. I don't think he's going to read them cover to cover. Um, but I think he just wants to see with the thought process and stuff. I and mean, I've filled most of mine up to be honest, apart from the mm-hmm. sort of sections on match on your practices and stuff which obviously will just be ongoing but um, yeah. yeah I've done all the exercises so we'll see what he says
0: I think we're watching a game or or rather observing a game right on our last day um, oh, yeah. yeah so I don't don't well, think, don't think like the whole like Well, a DVD no I, I, so where we play there's, there's a few pitches out the back uh, I, I okay. think there's some games on and he's oh, he's going to have us all on the sidelines sort of uh, taking notes and stuff, I guess.
1: Yeah, that's quite a good idea.
0: Yeah, so it should be... <sighs> I mean, it's always... Uh, when, going through courses like this one, it's just not like learning for me. You are learning, but it's not like sitting in a lecture no. <laughs> from nine o'clock to five o'clock.
1: That's no, not. I mean, I, I, was doing, I was nervous about the first one And I was a bit like, oh, you know, it felt like quite an ordeal to have to go through, you know, four whole Sundays and a couple of Wednesdays. And I was like, oh, it's a lot to do. Yeah. After the first one, I've not, I've looked forward to going every Sunday. Mm. -hmm. A lot. Yeah. Looking forward to. I'm looking forward to getting the Sundays back and finishing. Um. But I'm kind of looking forward to going tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I'm not thinking, oh, I've got to go in and do this, you know, because I've taken so much from it. It's great. Yeah. I'm think I might do my level two. I don't know. I haven't decided, but I'll, I'll think about it. But um
0: I think I'm going to enjoy some weekends first.
1: I know, I won't have it for <laughs> a long while if I do it. I think, but, I think it's. Oh, but if I did it, I would probably do it. uh Not this, not this summer, and I probably wouldn't do it during the season next year. I'd do it after the season's finished, maybe. I, I
0: I think it's been a little bit frustrating, I must admit. So you know, when the matches have been going on and you're having to miss training and stuff, it, it's not been great. So doing it out of season, I think uh, I think I'd be looking to do that. So so definitely, I, I I'd be thinking of doing the level two as well. I I think it starts to really get serious then. You you properly assessed. Yeah, I, I think, think. Whereas you know, here it's as so long as you broadly. Uh, competent, uh, yeah, I think you'll get through.
1: No, exactly. I don't think there's any sort of. I th- yeah, I think unless you you sort of turn up with your book completely empty and you've not done anything. Yeah, know, yeah. I don't think you've got a problem. But um, yeah, yeah. Level two, it's all about actually getting assessed on the pitch, aren't you, and getting your training sessions assessed and stuff. So yeah, yeah. I think that's what's that's what. I'm, yeah, you're right. Missing the games has been quite hard, actually. Mm-hmm. I've, that's the part I've really not liked. Yeah, but when our when, when our club said, "Oh, you know, you've got to do your level one," I sort I said, "Oh, you know, is it all right to do it kind of out of season, sort of thing?" And they were like, "Well, we'd rather you did it in season because then your kids will get the most out of your coaching," which I can see totally, and obviously now I've done it, mm-hmm. I can see that. Every other bloody coach at my age, the season's finished. <laughs> I was like, "You bloody, bloody cheeky!" So, but then also, obviously, you feel quite. Smokes you think oh well i've done it all now i haven't got to worry about it in the summer yeah yeah to be in, but yeah i'm glad i've kind of done it now and have got it out of the way so good stuff yeah
0: anything else on on level
1: one day three day three that's that's kind of that's it almost me,
0: there
1: yeah almost there one more half day tomorrow and uh book hopefully signed good stuff Okay,
0: so let's move on to our next section, which is our retro review. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about Brian Clough. So Ben, what do you remember about Brian Clough? That big green jumper
1: he used to wear. (laughs) (laughs) He's a legend, isn't he? Um, Obviously our memories of him will be at the tail end of, it. Well, I wouldn't even say the tail end of his career. Probably, we probably had a good ten years of Clough, Cluffy that I remember well from obviously following football. But mm-hmm. I just remember the not obviously probably the Nottingham Forest team he had as probably the main memory. And the, the the thing that was so gutting about Brian Clough, he never won the FA Cup. I, mean, I remember watching the ninety one Cup final when Gaza got that injury. Yeah, yeah, and they didn't win it, and I was so. I was so disappointed for him. and He just looked a bit. He looked. He looked a bit gutted at the end, and I felt really bad for him. But that Forest team, yeah, we were really. They were a really good team to watch. Um, and what I remember a lot about them as well. Well, the main thing is he bought a lot of players in for for kind of peanuts.
0: They never he, spent like much people, money, did they, uh, Forrest? People
1: like Ian wone for example, who mm-hmm. hardly cost anything. Gary was Parker, a decent player. Gary Parker. You know Gary Crosby, Steve Chettle, all these players. They either came through the ranks. Obviously Nigel Clough, even Des even Walker, a, yeah, and even strikers like you know Nigel Jemson, Tommy oh, yeah. Gaynor, They're <laughs> all really bargain buys, but they're always in the top four, or five of the old First Division. They're always knocking around, and they're always they always play decent football. And um, he's just a motivator, isn't he? And you read about. He was never really at training. He used to turn up for training like twice a week apparently or something mm-hmm. and you wouldn't see him for days. But on a <laughs> match day, he's there, few words, bang, he just, you just wanted to play for him. Yeah, and I think it's funny because you look at Martin O'Neill and I think Martin O'Neill's cut from the same cloth. When you read a lot about Martin O'Neill, he doesn't do a lot of training. He just almost sort of comes in. He's got his coaches to do all that for him. But he he gives the whole sort of inspirational speech and he just gets the best out of the players he's got. And I think that was the great thing about about Cluffy. Um and you read about what Roy Keane said about him since and you could tell that guy had such an influence on Roy Keane. And when I, Roy Keane's one of my favourite ever players, believe it or not. So what what, what did
0: Keane because I d I don't think I've seen that. What what did Keane have to he, say about him?
1: I think I can't remember specifics, but it was just more the sort of the aura that he had. And Roy Keane just I think he's just, I think he vaguely remember he played up once or something and Cluffy did what Cluffy does, you know. He probably pinned him to a wall or something. <laughs> and he said, you know, after that he just never he never messed around again. because um, he just had that kind of hold over not hold, but that aura. And you knew he was the boss and he probably didn't even have to do anything. I can't even imagine him really shouting at players. You know, I just think just he had that way about him that you just wouldn't mess with him because you had such respect for him and he didn't have to raise his voice or throw teacups around. Um, so, yeah, just a very unique... I don't think there's ever been a manager like that, like him. Like I said, Martin O'Neill, I kind of... A little bit... What's the phrase? Not wacky. That's the wrong phrase, but... Eccentric. Yeah, I would probably say that, Yeah. Actually. He's a little bit, a little bit eccentric.
0: Um, I mean, he he wasn't a shrinking violet, was he? He, he sort of there was no issues with uh, ego at all. <laughs> no.
1: Not. Um. Yeah. So what? What about you? He's probably the same. I mean, obviously the same age, so probably the same era, isn't it?
0: Definitely the same era, and um, you know, from that that sort of later eighties. And early nineties time, and and so I I just coming into football, he he was just the Forest manager. It's only years later I, I realised, you know, he'd, he'd had a good career at Derby, and yeah. you know, fairly infamous short time at Leeds where he he just wasn't really the I mean, the right fit.
1: Have you seen the film about that? I have.
0: I mean, it was it was a few years ago now. It's it's kind of a dramatisation as opposed to a. You know a, a documentary type wasn't it but w- what did you make to that
1: well i it was quite I found it very educational because i didn't obviously I, I wasn't really aware of how what short a period he was at leeds for and I mm-hmm. that's, it was I found that quite educational because I just wasn't aware and you look back at it now and it's kind of madness <sighs> thing, you know, but then obviously he ruffled a lot of feathers, he rubbed people up the wrong way, he was maybe a bit full of himself when possibly he didn't quite have the C V to be that full of himself, maybe. I don't I don't know, but I yeah. guess
0: the, there's one thing I remember from that. Um and, and i see I've seen footage of him talking about it since. But he basically, you know, Leeds were the were the champions at the time, weren't they? You know, really yeah. top side. And <clears throat> he basically said you could take all your medals yeah, that's right. and throw them in the <laughs> bin." <laughs> Because as far as I'm concerned, you won it all through cheating, and we're not yeah. going to do that um, anymore. <laughs> why, why, why did he get rid of him? I don't understand.
1: So yeah,
0: I, I think uh, he didn't do himself any favours, did he? But uh, well, of course, just, it, that
1: was the man. He had such, such such confidence in his own ability. It's kind of kind of scary you know i don't yeah. you know, i think you've got to to be a manager but you have to go into no wonder if people didn't like him you know yeah.
0: well, one of the other uh great interviews i remember seeing from him was uh what, what was i i'm gonna to have to paraphrase i'm not i'm not gonna get it perfectly right but basically the the interviewer asked him well what do you do? Because, you know, they're obviously getting an inkling that he's, he's quite opinionated, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and very uh, unshakable belief in himself. And I said, well, What if your assistant mate like, challenges you or or disagrees with what you're saying? He says, Well, we'll have a chat about it and then we'll agree that I was right.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. I've heard that story a few times. It's fantastic, fantastic. It just sums him up, really, doesn't it?
0: Absolutely. And, you know, the fact that he completely unruffled uh, and says it in a matter of fact way, you know, yeah. he didn't just make that up at the time. He's, he's probably had that same conversation, you know, the day before or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, but detrimentally, unfortunately, he never got the England job because of the way he probably was and the FA didn't want him to ruffle feathers this that and the other yeah. and that's, I mean, you can imagine what a great England manager he'd have been
0: uh, I, mean, uh, we talk, I mean ultimately Forrest punched above their weight for years didn't they yeah. I mean they, they, they were a smallish club and then they you know they didn't have a big budget he brought in the right players and I think for me one of the things that, that Clough used to do he used to simplify the game for players. Yeah. You know, he wasn't trying to make it too complicated. So if you're a winger, stay on the wing. You know, we'll get the ball out to you, get chalk on your boots as the as the old saying goes, and, you know, get it in and get some crosses in. Yeah. That's it. Don't worry about anything else. <laughs> um, sorry, what was that?
1: Yeah, I said you're right. Said, yeah, that- yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, if, if he'd have got his hands on, on the England players, um, who, who knows what, what that might have looked like. But like you say, you, you can, I mean, you can see a little bit, you know, we, we've got, through, got rid of a few managers through uh, scandalous situations, haven't we? We, we had um, most recently Allardyce went. um yeah.
1: We had. Um,
0: did Venables go of his own accord? I can't.
1: Yeah, I, can't I think remember. he did. I think he didn't. I, d- I don't know if he fell out with the FA or whatever. There, but there was
0: something weird. It, it wasn't for footballing reasons, was it? And
1: there, I think because of, yeah, because he had extra curricular business interests. And, yeah, it like,
0: was something. It was something like that, thing. wasn't it? Some yeah. some kind of financial thing. Um, yeah, Glen Hoddle. You know, again, had to be sacked for non-footballing non-football, reasons. So, I'm not going to say I forgive the FA or I'm excusing them, but you can maybe empathize with them that they take a safe choice. Yep. You know, rather than, you know, someone like Clough, who, you know, has got to be one of the best English managers to never... Never actually go and manage the team.
1: Easy, easily. And you're right. It's funny what you said about wingers. That's the other thing I remember about his teams. He always played with two wingers, even when they <laughs> yeah. won the European Cup. John Robertson. Yeah. You know, just yeah. He did, real old school, but four four two. Yeah, a, a simple game. And it'd be interesting to see how he would get on managing now. So I don't, I don't think he'd struggle now, but it's just the whole. It'd be interesting now the games changed so much. What, how, what, how would he approach it? He'd probably do it, I would guess, very similarly. But would it would it work now for him? I don't, I don't know. But it would be fascinating to find out.
0: Well, I think who, who knows? I am um, one of the, you know, again, <clears throat> you think you don't remember that much, and and you don't, you forget a lot more <laughs> than you remember, probably, but. One of the things I, I do remember, he was talking about football agents. Right. And, of course, you know. My oh, love love them. Through, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You probably know where this is going. So through that, the early 90s, you know, the money really started to come into the game a lot more than it ever had done before. And so you get people outside the game then, more and more football agents getting involved. Yeah. And I'm sure he said something like, you know, if if uh football agents were around, you know, when Shankly was around, they said I'd have held him down and he'd have thumped him, like you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> something like that. And he was like you can't say that, Brian. <laughs> well, he he kinda of could though. Yeah, he just he just said whatever he wanted. I remember he um there was a pitch invasion. Do you remember the pitch invasion? Yeah, he
1: clopped that, clopped that guy around the head. That's right.
0: And, um, but the, the guy, you know, he, he apologised to and... Brian Clough, yeah, yeah, didn't
1: he? Yeah. <laughs> Just... <laughs> yeah, sorry, yes. Brian. Yeah, absolutely genius. Loved that. I love that. I remember that whole thing. I remember watching that on the news at the time, thinking, what is going on?
0: <laughs> Just running around the pitch, giving them a clip yeah, around a, the yeah, ear. He used to
1: kind of get away with it because of who he was. Yeah, oh, he, he did have
0: a massive sort of aura around him, didn't he? Wasn't the
1: it? Shame, the only shame for me is that he. Do you remember the sort of sad days at the end where they, I think they got relegated, didn't they, Forrest? And he was just kind of a real, I think obviously he had a, other problems going on. And he's just yeah. a shadow of the man he used to be. And it was a real sort of sad, you almost wish he'd gone out on a high. Yeah, And I don't think people will remember him been being a down and out or anything, but it was just, it was so sad to see the sort of decline and he just stuck to his principles all the way through and in the end, he kind of, they kind of got found out and they struggled and he stuck with it and yeah, it was just kind of sad to see really. I think
0: the, so I guess for me, there's, there's two things. There's physically, you know, he looked like, it, he looked like he was hitting the source a little bit. Well, you know,
1: that's been, well, proved that has been confirmed since, isn't it? You, you know.
0: Yeah, I was—I you know, was being diplomatic there, you, were you know. Very diplomatic. <laughs> <laughs> but he was—he was, he was it, at the time. There was—there was no doubt. You know, he—he he was hitting the source quite a lot, and they—they um, they were a seller club, weren't they? So you know, they had to sell on generally their best players, and yes. so. Y- Clubs who do that, you you can only do it for so long and keep finding those new gems. So, you know, I think they just probably reached that tipping point. And I remember all of that season seeing on just about every match of the day, well, Forrest are down there, but they're too good to go down. Yeah. And that that phrase, too good to go down, I, I just remember being used over and over that that season. And I remember, I mean, Roy Keane was playing in that side and, and he ended up playing Roy Keane at centre-back. Do you
1: remember? Yeah, I do.
0: And again, you, you sort of think, right, well, yeah, he is your best player, you're leaking goals. But I'm not quite sure that's the right answer. <laughs> yep. And I, I remember seeing a, an interview with him years after where he, he was he was basically... Without ever really admitting he was wrong, <laughs> you know, yeah. which I, I'm not sure he'd quite go that far. But he said probably one of the mistakes that he, he made was he started to listen more to other people's advice about players. So rather than going to see a player himself, you know, if someone advised him, and I can't remember if if the centre back's name was like Turner or something like that, yeah. there was a centre back that that. You know, he was supposed to be a good young centre-back. I think Liverpool were looking at him at the time as well. And they bought him, but he ultimately just didn't quite cut it. He, he wasn't good enough uh, for that level. So, <clears throat> you know, I think they probably just made a, a few wrong choices on the, on the recruitment. And yeah. like I say, they, were, they went down that season. And then then they ended up selling... Roy Keane to Man United, but if if they'd have stayed up, they'd probably got more money. Whereas, you know, in those days, if you went down, it it was generally accepted you you have to sell your best players to balance the books.
1: Yeah, no, that, and that's one of the first times I can ever remember thinking or being shocked by a team getting relegated. I think it doesn't happen often. You kind of something. Like, oh yeah, well they've gone down, but there's occasionally a team will come along. And you think, oh. I'm, when I remember when Newcastle got relegated, when Shearer was manager for a little bit?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I was really stunned that they got relegated. And it was the same when Forrest went down. I was just like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, how on earth? And that's probably I, the first time I'd ever felt that about a team. But it just goes to show, it doesn't matter who you are. You know, if you're yeah. not, if you if you're not managed right and you're selling your best players and you're, not, you're replacing them with players who aren't as good, like you said, you can only do it for so long, and you're going to run into trouble.
0: Yeah, I, I when when Newcastle went down that year, I I thought it was a bit of a shock. Um, but when you're taking a punt on you know a, a great player because you're hoping he's the Messiah, I, I I thought to be honest that was curtains. Then I, I, so I, when they actually got relegated, I wasn't surprised. But I'll agree with you on Forrest. I think. Uh-huh. Massive, massive shock because, you know, even they were down there at Christmas, it's like, yeah, they'll they'll turn it around. They've got too many good players. They're too good. And and throughout my football-watching life, you know, they'd always been up there. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a massive, uh, massive shock.
1: No, it was. And, you know, it was a sad way for I don't think he – I'm pretty sure he retired then, didn't he? I don't think he carried on after that. That I no, remember. I, I don't, think I don't remember he's... Him managing them down um, I think Frank Clark probably took Frank away. Clark wasn't that yeah um, yeah yeah but you know he'll go down as one of the greats and rightly so
0: Well there's not many sides who who've won the European Cup back to
1: back so I said no which is incredible
0: really for for a team like yeah. Forrest I mean uh, anyone would be proud of that but for Forrest to do that yeah, was absolutely. just unheard of. And I probably, just bear with me, <coughs> probably didn't tell you that um, I, I saw an after dinner speech by Pete Shilton once. Did, right. I ever told you that? No, I don't think you have. So, I, and he was actually quite a funny, funny guy, uh, which surprised me, to be honest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> And he, yeah, he, he wouldn't—he wouldn't come across as a life and soul to me. To be fair,
0: no. I, th- I think you know some of it was well practiced. I think you know when he got yeah, to yeah, the end, yeah, he yeah. sort of said, uh, you know, because throughout his talk, he was talking about alternating keepers between him and uh, alternating the England keepers. So that meant him and Ray Clements basically had to share the number one position. Right. He got to the end of the talk, and he said, uh, "If you've enjoyed my talk." I'm Peter Shilton. If you didn't, I'm Ray Clements,
1: <laughs> <Hey, good one. laughs>
0: which wow. I thought was quite uh, was quite good. But he was talking about the second um, cup final, and and that they played Hamburg, and he said they were just brilliant. <laughs> and he said it was real backs to the wall stuff. And and I, I, you know, I've never seen the game. To be honest, I, I just got what he's saying, I, I just take that at face value. Yeah. But the way he was telling the story, it, it was real backs to the wall stuff. They managed to get a goal, but then <clears throat> you know, it's it's just backs to the wall. Right. Try and hang on, but it didn't look good. And uh someone got injured at some point. Uh one of the one of their international players, one of their better players. And uh it, it was the days of two subs, so you know God, and they'd yeah. had a few injuries, and so they ended up with this young lad on the on the bench, yeah. and so there was no choice they'd already used one sub, and there was no other choice than to to consider throwing this young lad on the bench and so yeah. So he said the first thing that happens is you know the the injured player sort of hobbles a bit and looks over at the bench. And everyone sort of looks over at Cluffy and he says, you just see this big, massive finger coming out the dugout, you know, this pointy finger, get back out there. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to stay out there. But then he tells this young lad, you know, right, start getting warmed up. And so, uh, you know, this he said, this lad's really nervous. You can see he's... This, He's hardly played for Forrest, let alone a game of this magnitude. Yeah. But he's, he's sort of trying to do his warm-up and stuff. And then it's obvious this other player's got to come off. So he sort of turns to him and says, right, get your tracksuit off. And he says, this, this young kid, he's fumbling with his tracksuit. He can't even get his zipper off his tracksuit. He's so nervous. And so Cluffy, he's sat there with his arms folded. Now I'll give you the very sanitized version. Uh, this is not obviously what he said, but, uh, for the recording, I'll, uh, I'll give you the sanitized version. But he turns to his assistant. He says, Right, we're in the deep stuff now, then, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so the young kid can hear him. And then, mm-hmm. so, you know, the legend has it that he goes, right, I'm going to show you. You know, whips off his tracksuit and then goes on and has the best sort of 12 minutes of his career, you know, and has a yeah. has a bit of a blinder there. So I, I thought that was a nice little story. I've, I've never seen, you know, a, um, an interview to, to validate what Shilton was saying that day, but uh, yeah. it, it was quite a good story. I like that. But, yeah, so... Um, so, yeah, anything else Anything else on Cloughy? I mean, there must be tons yeah, of I think we're too quotes young, to and honest. things.
1: Yeah. We're, we're too young, mate, to, to think about all those other great years he had. That's my excuse, anyway.
0: Yeah, but like you say, I mean, the, the football that they played, and again, uh, you know, it was possibly, we were talking about Wimbledon the other week, weren't we, and the influence they had. Yeah, you know, on the English game and and them going a bit more, you know, a lot of the teams going a bit more direct. Yeah, and no, I think same,
1: yeah, exactly the same in the in the other way for the for the football that was played. And like I said, it's a simple game, and tying it back to the, the coaching course again, the guy keeps saying it's a simple game. Mm-hmm. You don't need to overcomplicate it. You know. It's two teams. One's trying to score in one goal; the other's trying to stop them, and also scoring that goal. And it's kind of that's what you sort of have to tell yourself sometimes. And I think, you know, he was a real advocate of that and keeping it simple and just playing good football. And you know, that's the way it should be played.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think what you know, you know, it's just popped into my mind actually. And I, I was trying to think, when did Des Walker go to Italy? I wonder if that sort of was a little bit of a nail in the coffin because <clears throat> he was there yeah. as long as I can remember watching football. He was at Forest and he was head and shoulders the best centre back around at the time. He was awesome. And nice. then he he sort of went to uh, Italy and not not quite sure what happened because he never came back the same player at all, did he? But no, he I think didn't. losing him. Was a massive blow to Forrest at at the time.
1: Yeah, I don't want to digress too much, but Des Walker, I can honestly never think—I can't. I'd probably struggle even a more rapid decline of a player that I've ever seen than than what happened to him. It was—it was unbelievable. Shevchenko. I'll give you that one. Um,
0: but but it's I mean there's not many is there? there
1: yeah, I, I mean Des, there's that you know that song you'll never beat Des Walker and all this. Yeah, yeah. True, he was he had everything and then it was it was like he'd, somebody cloned him, pub player and he's not as extreme as that, but he was just I don't know, he was just nothing like the player he used to be. And I, I remember watching him play for England and I can't remember mm-hmm. like, it might have been when we drew with Holland or something. And he just got absolutely skin for pace and go by a penalty. And I don't think anybody had ever seen that before. Yeah, yeah. But the weird thing was, he it's not like he was even that old. He was still in his pump. But mm-hmm. it's like, like he said, he'd gone there and he was just shot to pieces. Yeah. Really strange, really strange. But yeah. was weird. But again, another one. Another cluffy gem, I guess you'd call him.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, So
1: Yeah, strange.
0: Okay, then. I think we'll uh,
1: we'll wrap it up there then. We will, and we shall reconvene for the final the final day. And we can hopefully both sit here and say, "Yep, we are done, fixed off." So that'll be a good discussion. Yeah, definitely.
0: You've been listening to the Grassroots Coachcast. If you do like the show, then please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on iTunes, Stitcher, or your podcast catcher of choice. And while you're there, we really do appreciate those five-star reviews or a go-latto that helps other people find the podcast. You can get in touch with us by email at grassrootscoachcast at gmail.com or if you want to tweet us at grootscoachcast, we'd love to hear from you.
1: So once again, thanks for listening. I um, hope you enjoyed it and we shall catch you soon. Cheers.
0: Cheers, Ben.